0: Today is Friday, March 25th, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage. The week is over, and so are the Senate confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Yesterday's hearings involved not Jackson herself, but testimony from outside witnesses and the American Bar Association. Representatives from the Bar Association spoke to a peer review committee who evaluated Jackson by conducting interviews with over 200 attorneys and judges who had worked firsthand with her, and they spoke to how extraordinary she is. Their words, not mine. They also noted that no one had expressed concerns over Jackson's sentencing history when it came to child pornography defendants, which Republicans had continuously referred to as problematic all week. The confirmation vote is expected to be held on April 4th. Hopefully, we'll only have to endure about one or two more tiny tantrums from Lindsey Grant before then. President Biden is on his Euro trip. Sorry, Jansaki. And yesterday, amidst his meetings, he voiced support for expelling Russia from the G20, while promising that the United States will take in 100,000 Ukrainian refugees and commit $1 billion in humanitarian assistance. Biden also commented that NATO would respond if Russia used chemical, biological, or nuclear weapons inside Ukraine and that the nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use. And regarding potential involvement from China in the conflict, Biden also made clear in his phone call with Chinese President Xi Jinping last week that he would be putting himself in significant jeopardy if Beijing supported Russia. Meanwhile, Ukraine is accusing Russia of forcibly taking over 400,000 Ukrainians to Russia, where some may be used as hostages. Interestingly, the Russians have given a similar figure for those who have been relocated, but they said that those are people who wanted to go to Russia. Also yesterday, Ukraine and Russia exchanged a total of 50 military and civilian prisoners, which is the largest prisoner swap supported yet. While we're doing international relations, our next headline is that North Korea has chosen this week, of all of the weeks, to test their first intercontinental ballistic missile since 2017. The news of the test broke just as Biden was meeting in Brussels with European leaders. And yes, I know a few weeks ago I reported on another test by North Korea, so I should clarify that he has tested 11 missiles this year. However, this is the longest-range test since Kim Jong-un imposed a moratorium on these specific types of missile tests in order to pursue diplomacy during Trump's administration. In response, South Korea's military said that it fired multiple missiles to demonstrate their retaliatory capabilities. Look, I get it. Kim hates when other countries are in the spotlight too long. Honestly, though, next time you want attention, just launch an intercontinental ballistic thirst trap. Less violent. Unfortunately, we need to do two Trump headlines right now, one significantly more entertaining than the other. Alabama Senate candidate Mo Brooks, who is, or should I say, maybe was, one of Trump's top insurrectionist allies. However, Trump recently withdrew his endorsement of Brooks calling him woke because he said that it was time to move past the 2020 election. Yeah, that is definitely wokeness, not the fact that it is now 2022. Anyway, now Brooks is spilling the tea about Trump and acknowledged that in 2020, Trump asked him to rescind the 2020 election, immediately remove Joe Biden from the White House, immediately put President Trump back in the White House, and hold a new special election for the presidency. None of which is really that much of a secret, but interesting to hear him say it. If you thought moving on from 2020 was ever gonna happen, Trump actually filed a brand new lawsuit yesterday against Hillary Clinton and several other Democrats for their attempt to rig the 2016 presidential election by tying his campaign to Russia. The lawsuit asked for more than $24 million in costs and damages. In other news, Bill Clinton is now suing the ghost of Bob Dole over the 1996 election. While we are continuously visiting elections past, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas's wife, Virginia Thomas, is back in the headlines for questionable conduct around the 2020 election. The Washington Post and CBS News have obtained new texts, or really, they must be old texts, wherein Ginny repeatedly pressed Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, to overturn the election. In the 29 text messages obtained, she calls Biden's victory the greatest heist in our history which honestly sounds like a great Hamilton song, and said that Trump should not concede. You know, this seems like it would really be the perfect time for Clarence Thomas to retire. For health reasons, of course. And for our last story of the week, I am sorry, but it's a shitty one. The Arizona state legislature passed two bills yesterday to prohibit gender reassignment surgery for minors and ban transgender athletes from playing on girls' sports teams. Republican Governor Doug Ducey has not said whether he will sign either bill. I really wish I had a better story to leave you with for the weekend. Unless you're JK Rowling. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you are enjoying this show, you can now rate it five stars on Spotify or leave me a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Any review you leave means so much to me and to the growth of the show. And if there's an episode that you particularly enjoy and it really makes you laugh, feel free to share it on your Instagram story. Tag at Sammy, tag at Sup and I will do my best to share them. And as always, if you want to learn more about any of these stories, links to source articles are in the show notes. Or you can tune into the Betches Up podcast, where we go more in-depth on these topics daily. Until next week, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.